All right, good evening, everyone. Today's date is Wednesday, January 10th of 2024. The time is 6.30 p.m., and I'm calling the order the City of Centerville City Council meeting. First order of business is swearing in our new junior council member. All right, Mr. Mayor, we're going to get this done. Does someone want to grab a picture while we do this? Got to get a picture for the fam. Oh, the paper is here. There she is. There's that photographer. He needs a photo of that. See, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to mess it up. Yep, okay. So Avery, we'll just raise our right hands and repeat after me. I, Avery Sauber. I, Avery Sauber. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. To support the Constitution of the United States. To support the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of Minnesota. And the Constitution of the State of Minnesota. And to discharge faithfully. And to discharge faithfully. The duties of the office. The duties of the office. Of junior council member for the city of Centerville. Of junior council member for the city of Centerville. In the county of Anoka. In the county of Anoka. Minnesota. Minnesota. To the best of my judgment and ability according to law. To the best of my judgment and ability according to law. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Congratulations. All right. Well, with that, we will now call roll. First roll of 2024. We'll start off with Council Member Terry Sweeney. Here. Council Member Darren Mosier. Present. Council Member Russ Kosky. Present. Council Member Ray Taylor. Present. And Junior Council Member Avery Sauber. Present. Mayor Love is also present. Please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. We're crowded now. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you all. Next order of business is the approval of the agenda. Does staff have any additions to the agenda this evening? Mr. Mayor, we have um, two things we'd like to ask. Uh, one is that uh, under consent agenda item number one, uh, the initial check number there is incorrect as a typo, so it should be <coughs> check number 36390 through 36451. Uh, the rest, I believe, is correct. So just that typo there. And then um, <coughs> we um, would like to add just a, a fifth item to um, new business, if we could, just a, a discussion on um, the possibility of scheduling um, an additional public meeting related to the Lalonde property. So just um, a discussion on whether or not we'd like to have some sort of supplemental open house or something of that nature. So. Okay. All right. Does any council members have any items they would like to add to the agenda this evening? Hearing none, would anyone like to make a motion for approval of the agenda with the noted changes? So moved. We have a motion. Do we have a second? Second. We have a motion and a second. All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed by the same sign. Motion carries. All right. Next item on the agenda is appointments and presentations, and we do not have any this evening. We also do not have any public hearings. So next we have approval of the minutes from December 13, 2023, City Council work session and meeting minutes. Does any council members have any annotations they would like to make? All right, well, if no one had any, I did note a couple small things. I gotta find it first. 
I, um, under the approval of the agenda, it just says there was a motion to approve the agenda as revised. All in favor, accept. And the motion carried. I understand we probably <coughs> missed it because of our technical difficulties, but that line just makes it very confusing. So I think I just kind of let that one disappear a little bit, or at least just saying motion all approved or something to that effect, because mm -hmm. I don't think anyone contested it. And then on page 12, as we were talking about the pay and benefit plan, we approved it as the OAT and benefit plan according to our meeting minutes. So I'm not quite sure that was what our intention was. Mm -hmm. okay. Which, uh, I'll find it here. I had it on page 12. Oh, the PDF? I'm sorry? Yes. seen it too. I was looking. <laughs> wherever, wherever the pay and benefit plan is, which I can't seem to find right now. Why don't you just search for it? Well, that would be smart, but uh, you know, it's not on the internet, so it's not going to do it for me. search on the document. Yeah. Just control F or... Not on, not on iPad. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be fancy? right at the top. Thank you. Oh, see, it wasn't 12. It was 13 right at the top. And Rhea did it. Well, that did not work because everything oath there also go. pulled. No, there we go. <laughs> Page thirteen, right at the top. There we go. See, there we go. Our junior council member in action. She already said <laughs> for the mayor tonight because um, I was starting to sweat yeah. a little bit. Okay. That I thought I dreamed up to approve the pay and benefits. Plan. I think it's, it's just left over. I think yeah. so. We'll fix it. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> With that. Um, does anyone else have any changes, or would someone like to make a motion for approval with the noted changes? Uh, so moved, Mr. Mayor, with the noted changes. We have a motion. Do we have a second? Second. We have a motion and a second. All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed by the same sign. Motion carries. Moving on to the consent agenda. Does any council members want to have any items pulled from the consent agenda for further discussion? Um, <clears throat> Mr. Mayor, I have a question um, in, on the uh, <clears throat> excuse me summary on the consent agenda not necessarily to have a a check pulled and I did have a question on the check number um, because I had looked for 36 300 and mark we got that that's just yep. the typo we're good on that yep. so um, and then there was a, uh, a large check in the uh, fire um, for fire steering, there was a very large check written out, and I just wanted some clarification on that. Um, so, I got a comment about the summary on the balance of our accounts, and then on that check um, for the fire department, which was, I think, on page 27. So, Councilmember Rokoski, what, what is the comment on the balance? So the comment on the balance, which is, um, I think on page 20, well, it's right here. So uh, we had under the fund summary, 
Mark, I guess my question is general fund showing a balance, um, 2009, a bond fund, and so on. That 601 and 602 water fund, sewer fund, are those current balances <coughs> or are those just a... Which page are you on? I'm on page of the packet. It would be page... Well, I got it in my notes. Not the, no. Yeah. 22 maybe? Maybe? I don't know. Find that. <laughs> maybe it's page 20. Oh, it can't be. I just have it in my notes. I apologize. All right. My, I think it's on page 22. Couldn't find mine either, so it's okay. So let me find that for you. <coughs> summary after the city um, checks written, so that would be on twenty-four. It's right above the Centennial Lakes Police Police Department claims. That makes sense. So it's listing the. Yeah, I have it highlighted. There it is on page twenty-four. Um, water fund, sewer fund, the 601, 602, $15,489.50. Um, and then for the sewer fund, $25,352.08. I, I believe those are the totals of claims from this period that were okay. assigned to those funds. I, no, that's not the current balance. The current balance I, is millions of dollars. I was going to say, if we didn't, if yeah. that's what we had in there, we're in trouble. Yeah. All right. But I, I just wanted to make sure. Um, that that was clear what yeah, those so I, I would were. Hazard a guess right off the top of my head that these okay. are the totals for the what's assigned to each of the funds. Very good. And we only have two fifty four. We're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna have a revenue uh, levy adjustment or something. And then on that um, fire mark, I don't know that I wrote the page number down. I think it was like the fire. It's like a thirty five. Yes, that is the one. BII three. <coughs> so, uh, oh, I highlighted it here on page thirty-five of the packet. We got a Spring Lake Park Fire Department. Um, there's a seventy thousand six hundred thirty-five dollar um, check written to the Spring Lake Fire Department. So, yeah, Spring Lake Park is really Spring Lake Park Lane Mounds View. Yeah, and I think that check is our payment for their uh, services, their administrative services. Um, that's the contract we have with SBMW, our chief and administrative officers. So that's our um, our payment for that. And I was making that assumption, Mark, but I, I wanted to make sure that was clear, and I don't recall it being presented that way um, in the past when we wrote payments to them. But, so. Yeah, I can't hazard it. Guess as to why else we would be paying them that amount of money. I, I, that's that rings a bell in my head that that's that what, what that is. So I could certainly look again to, to see. Yeah, but I, I just thought I'd point that out for the record. Um, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, Mark. That's all I have. Mr. Mayor, I actually Russ and I talked beforehand, and he said he had a question on one of the fire checks, and I thought, well, I know exactly what he's talking about. Turns out I had a, a different comment I would like to make um, just quickly, and that is that our city, one of our city claims, and I won't spend time looking it up here, um, to uh, the fire department was it was quite large, 130 some thousand I believe, 
And normally that's, we make quarterly payments to them, we make monthly payments to the police department, and quarterly payments to the fire department. And um, normally our payments to the fire department aren't that large because our total bill is 300 some thousand. Um, so it's usually less than 100,000 as our quarterly payment. In this case, what we do, uh, what we did is that we paid both our quarterly um, fee to the fire department or, or portion of the cost, plus we included something which we usually divvy up, which is the capital fund um, uh, allocation. So in the fire department, we, we pay both the operating expenses and then we also have a separate check usually for the capital fund um, contribution. Mm -hmm. And in this case, this year, because we are buying a fire truck within the next few months, rather than spread that payment out, um, both cities agreed to pay that up front with the first payment. And so that's why you're going to see that large check this time, and then the next three quarters will be much a much smaller amount, or, or sort of a more normal amount. So I just wanted to point that out because it was a big check, and if people wondered why, you know, I didn't want someone to do the math and go, boy, we're paying $500,000 for the fire department all of a sudden? No, that's not how it's working. It's just a, this is a one-time upfront payment of that capital contribution. And I assume we could afford that, or easily afford that, due uh, easily maybe is the wrong word, but afford that word. due to the grant that we received from the state with the... Uh, part part of that is, is correct, sure. Um, uh, I'll just say though, other, otherwise it is because we are making a very large purchase without taking a bond out, like right. often happens for fire departments, we're buying an engine cash, and that will deplete our cash reserves pretty much in full. And um, so this is a cash flow issue, which is why we're making this payment up front as opposed to throughout the year. So then I guess I'll ask a secondary question. Sure. Depleting our fund balance at, at the fire department, if there's a need for other equipment or things of that nature, is there a contingency plan to yeah, handle that? The contingency plan is to come back to both cities and say, can we both afford this out of our general funds? Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to say that. I kind luckily, of figured that was the plan. But luckily, we only have four major pieces of equipment that would have a price tag on that level, right? So um, hopefully we don't have one of the other four <laughs> go down that we need to replace. Got it. All right. Does any other council members want to have any consent agenda items pulled? All right. With those clarifications, does anyone want to make a motion for approval of the consent agenda? So moved. We have a motion. Do we have a second? Second. We have a second. Do we have any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed by the same sign. <clears throat> All right, we have no old business tonight, so we're going to move right into new business. And the first new business item is license renewals for massage establishment. Uh, a is Connor James Christina Folsom, and B is massage therapist Jody Day. So, um, Mr. Mayor and Council, uh, we have um, the renewals, so the annual renewals for this massage establishment. Um, this establishment was uh, is, is new to us within the last few months. If you recall, they were in front of us, um, I don't know, several months ago uh, because it's a new um, business in town and we approved these same licenses a few months ago. Um, the reason it's not on the consent agenda like it might normally be is that there, um, there are background check uh, concerns that um, came to light several months ago and were um, 
you know, discussed in, in detail at the time. And all I wanted to do here is make sure that we put this on the regular agenda for discussion because there are serious concerns and the police department, you know, has made a statement in their review that the license should not be issued. It's the same statement they made several months ago and nothing has changed in the background of these individuals, um, or the individual I should say. Um, so I just wanted to make sure we pointed that out and um, didn't want to have it appear that we were sliding something in on the consent agenda without um, fully vetting it. And uh, anytime our police department makes a statement like that, I want to make sure that we're doing that out in the open. So, um, totally up to you guys how much you want to discuss it, but obviously this is, again, the same exact um, background check we had several months ago and has the same issues. And so, uh, I'll, I'll let you take it from there. All right, that was, that was going to be my question, same person, same issue. Yeah. All right, so we'll see if any council members have any other questions or comments. Terry? No. No, do not. Okay. Yeah, I do, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. And um, Mark I, and, and Mr. Mayor, Kurt, maybe you can weigh in on this. I thought that individual had mentioned they were going to get one of those or both of those expunged. Um, and I, I don't, I just, I don't remember both of those being on there, but I just remember one. But I, nothing has changed since our last no, there, there were there were two felonies. that says there is shown here today. Um, I think we had suggested that it is a possibility that they could get it expunged. It was sort of part of the rationale we gave for um, why we might accept this is because mm -hmm. if the person was sort of a little bit more proactive, they could have had these expunged. In which case, we wouldn't even known about them. Um, but I don't know, Kurt, you've got anything else to add there? I didn't check to see if an expungement's been started, but these both of these because of their age are definitely eligible for expungement. And I don't know that there's a reason why they wouldn't be granted at this point. You know, and having a, a felony conviction is not an automatic bar, as long as someone has um, a good reputation, good repute, and she certainly has made a lot of just normal strides into normal life since these felony convictions. Um, there's nothing else on her record that is any blemish at all since those things, and they're very old. Yeah. And, and the other thing that uh, caught my attention, and again, I'm relying on my memory because I did not go back and double check the, the minutes on this, but um, I don't recall one of those being omitted. And is this a new letter? Because this letter from yeah. Detective Bannon is dated the 28th of December. Um, you know, so was that something that was added? That No, I, I believe the applicant's letter... Um, erroneously does not mention both felonies. Yes, and I don't recall that being the case in I, our last... I believe this is a new letter from the applicant, which should have uh, probably um, cited both of them. We knew about <clears throat> both last time. Yeah. We so, did. Yeah, this looks like an omission. I don't like yeah. trying to hide anything because we knew it four months ago. When yeah, it we, 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 we were certainly aware of both felonies last, last time. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, it just seemed to me like something changed here, and I'm... <coughs> And I missed it, and uh, but if nobody else any, has any comments or concerns, uh, I'm fine with it too. Um, from our discussion from back in August, whatever that was. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Right. Um, there's been no changes since then, um, so I would. Do you want to make a comment? Otherwise, I'm just going to move to approve. Well, I'll let Avery have her first comment if she wants to make one. No, I don't. Need... All right. My only comment is, is obviously she's been here for four months or so and we've had no 
known issues that I'm aware of in our city so far. So that's a positive that we made a, a leap of faith last time and it's working out. I do remember there being two issues last time. I don't remember that being in the letter, like you said. So what it says to me is uh, Detective Bannon did a new yeah. background search, asked for a new letter from her, and she omitted one this time that she okay. included last time. But we were aware of both. Yeah. So that's that's my recollection of it. I remember this right from your Appreciate the clarification. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. With that, I would entertain a motion for approval of the license renewals. We have a motion. Do we have a second? I'll second that. We have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed by the same sign. Motion carries. All right, new business item number two, contract for city assessor services, Mary Wells and Christopher Larson. Mr. Mayor and Council, we have um, our contract for the city assessor services up um, in February here. So um, our Contractor has brought forth a, a new proposal for a three-year contract. Um, staff feels that the, the proposed increases are, are very modest, and uh, we're very happy with their service, and so we're recommending approval of the contract and uh, moving forward. Just for a little bit of background, if folks don't remember or weren't on the council at the time, this goes back, uh, uh, I don't know, five, eight years or so. Um, we, used to, we used to have another assessor, um, mm -hmm. And going back even further than that, we used to use the county, and many communities in our um, county do use, just simply use the county for this service. Um, I think my, one of my predecessors, Dallas, uh, looked into using a private company, found it to be more economic, um, and the responsiveness of the, um, our vendors has always been good, and um, we found it to be a benefit to have our own uh, assessing service rather than using the county to do it. Uh, just to be clear, we would pay the county as well, and. At the time, we, we didn't really go back and compare at this point in time, but at the time, the county's costs were um, more than uh, what was being proposed. And with these modest increases, I can't believe that the county has lowered their price. So um, I'm sure we're still very competitive, if, if not still better than the county here. I'm not sure you're supposed to say that in front of the vendor <laughs> asking us for a contract, <laughs> but... Uh, right, no. I'm right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. sure she's well aware of what the county charges. Check the county, please. All right, any other comments? No, again, just all reiterate, we've had great service from these folks, and um, I, I want to really especially thank them for the extra service they give us when, say, we're having a new apartment building proposed. I'll ask them, what do you think that would value out at? You know, and they help me out with that, and that's a big benefit to us where you can see what kind of taxable value would this project bring, and um, I've asked them that, to do that on a number of occasions, and it's really valuable information, and it's, it comes back to me within a day or two, and there's no extra charge for that and all that kind of stuff. So um, very happy to have them aboard. All right, thank you. Does any council members have any comments or questions? All right, well, does anyone want to make a motion for approval? I'll make, make a motion. Do we have a motion? No, a second. And we also have a second. Any further comments? <coughs> Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Any opposed by the same sign? Motion carries. All right, next on the congratulations and thank you for all your service. All right. Next on the agenda is new business item number three, construction contract, Royal Meadows Street Lights from Aid Electric. Yeah, so Mr. Mayor and Council, another one that would normally be on the consent agenda, but this is a little unique here. We have um, four street lights in the Royal Meadows area that um, I believe because this was a HUD project uh, back when it was done, the lights are a little bit different than what we normally do. Normally we have the developer install them, 
and they get into a program um, with one of our either Excel or Connexus where we really are renting their light more than owning it. And um, so these four were, have always been owned. And um, we had one go out recently and decided that you know maybe it might be a good opportunity to switch these over to the more modern looking style and, and um, light fixture type um, LEDs and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, of course, it begged the question, well, maybe we should get these on the normal rental program. But what happens is that in order for the utility to take it over, they want all new everything, not just light bulbs and posts. They want the wiring and the transformer and all that kind of stuff to be redone. And that infrastructure isn't failing at this point in time, and so it felt like a bit of a waste to jump into that program and pay for all that. Um, it would be nice administratively just to have everything the same. But I think what we're thinking here is we would like to um, redo the, the lights and then, you know, with a normal life cycle in the next you know, 20 years from now when the lights go out again, maybe that's the time to replace the rest of the infrastructure when that reaches the end of its life um, and we can kind of get them back on track with everybody else. But right now it just seemed like a, a bit of a waste to go straight to the rest of the program. So this is why we brought that to you and um, otherwise it's a very reasonable cost and um, to get four lights replaced. So. Thank you. Is there any questions by any council members in reference to this issue? Uh, Mr. Mayor, I do yes. have one. Is this the only place, Mark, in the city that we that I you believe, know of? I, well, I, except for the downtown lights. So the Main Street lights are owned by us. The city owns those. And and do we depreciate those? Are they on any yeah, kind they're, of Yeah, they're on our fixed asset list and would be uh, depreciated in, in our capital uh, replacement plan and that kind of thing. Okay, and then... Um, What's the expectation life expectancy of the infrastructure? I mean, do we expect these things, we're going to have to um, go in there and redo them in five years, ten years anyway? No, I, th I think these fixtures should last 20, you know, 15 to 20, I would say. Um, and I think at that point, you know, the underground infrastructure, the transformer, that kind of thing might be at the end of its life cycle. Um, it, it all depends if you have hot soils or not. To Run into it with a car, you know. I mean that kind of stuff, right? I mean, um, yeah. I guess my thought was I was not aware that we owned that. Yeah, but we I mean, we normally don't. But we don't own the infrastructure, though. Do no, we? we do. Yeah, we do own that yeah. too. Yeah. Okay, I, th I would have thought the utility company would own it. Yeah, and normally that is the case, yeah. but not here. No. Okay, thank you, Mr. Mayor. And that was my question. Were there any others? Any other questions? All right, hearing none. Would anyone like to make a motion for approval? So moved. We have a motion. Do we have a second? We have a motion and a second. All in favor, uh, any further discussion? A lot of practice. All in favor, <laughs> signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed by the same sign. <clears throat> motion carries. Okay, new business item number four, North Metro TV merger discussion. You want to take this one? No, I do not <laughs> want to take this one. Oh, I just let on what I thought to <laughs> So, um, a member of the Blaine City Council kind of brought forth the idea of looking into... Um, for lack of a better term, merging with another, um, so uh, let me back up, the North Metro Telecommunications Commission, North Metro TV as we all know it, um, is the service we and eight other communities, um, seven other communities, um, are a part of con uh, conglomerately to provide local access cable programming. Um, they televise our meetings, they broadcast our meetings, they have a website where it's, things are on demand. Um, there's myriad of other services that they provide, and um, they're funded through um, cable franchise fees. So 
on your cable bill, if you still have cable, you pay a franchise fee and that money comes back to um, the city and the city, we then give that to North Metro TV, all, I think, seven or eight of those cities, I really not remembering the number. Um, we use that to fund this organization and again, like, you know, they do things like uh, televise our parade, um, they come out and do the mayor's minutes with uh, the mayor here, um, they've done videos for our businesses through the PDA. So there's just a lot of things they do behind the scenes that are really awesome stuff. Um, but, as everyone knows, cable TV subscriptions are not what they used to be because a lot of us have cut the cord. And um, it's a very controversial topic in the, in the legislature, uh, national legislature, that what are we going to do about this because the erosion of this funding is cutting into what we've all become accustomed to, having that nice service around. Um, so. As a way to diversify and, and sort of um, hopefully consolidate some costs, uh, this member of the Blaine City Council thought it might be wise to ask around to see if anyone wanted to get together and try to find some efficiencies. That being said, um, North Metro TV is doing very well financially compared to, to a lot of other institutions um, and has been just managed so well, I would say, over the last 20 years that um, I think the North Metro TV and most of its operations committee feels that we're doing just fine, thank you. <laughs> um, but it, it's hard to turn down the idea of a conversation, right? And so that, that was the ask, was could you go back to your city councils and ask, are they open to a conversation with another organization about merging? And the reason we would even come to you and ask, can we have a conversation, that seems a little insane um, or, or overly uh, protective, but it is very disruptive to have this conversation. Um, right now, our manager from North Metro TV, who has been there 20 plus years, is retiring, mm -hmm. and we were on the path to hire her replacement, and now we put that on hold because of this, right? You can't really go and hire somebody while you're in talks about merging. <laughs> Just, you know, who would want to come into an organization that might disappear in a couple months, right? So um, right now we're getting by with a co-interim um, manager over there. And, and that, that will work just fine for a while, but it, it can be very disruptive. And, and um, as you know, any um, instability in an organization can cause issues with morale and, and you, know, you may have people thinking to themselves, well, I have a job offer over here, and all of a sudden maybe I ought to go to a more stable organization. So. That's why we're here, is because it is a serious question as to whether or not we want to even engage in this. Let me also say that this conversation isn't a five-minute conversation. This is a very in-depth, like, if we were to do this, how would we even go about it? I mean, there's a number of things that have to happen in terms of, um, you know, the revenue sharing and, and uh, whose facilities would be used for this and that. And uh, I think our attorney for the uh, Cable Commission put together, like, about a three-page memo of just bullet points on what would need to happen if we were to merge um, with someone else. So, um, Mr. Mayor, did I miss anything? No, I think you summarized it well. Yeah. I'm asking the mayor because he's on the cable commission. He's your, he's your representative there. So, that's the question before us, is do we want to have a conversation about merging? Okay. Um, I, I feel like it would be the wrong thing to do to share my opinion first, since I am on the committee. So. I guess I'll ask everyone else's and then I'll share mine. I'll start with Brian this time. 
Um, I think that the discussion, the talks are important to have, and that I, I don't know enough about the business workings, but I think that it's, um, it's a necessary conversation, especially in this day and age. I think that's the reality of it. Okay. Russ? Yeah, I, I would agree with that, um, but I, I think it's, it's a loaded subject, right? I mean, how do you have this conversation? Um, that's a pretty major undertaking, and I think it, it's going to take a, a lot of doing, a lot's going to have to go into it, um, and that is going to take some time. And I agree with Ray, at some point you've got to start having this conversation, at least looking into it, but if it's going to interrupt or disrupt the, the system we have now and the, uh, the administration we have of this now, how do you do that? Um, I don't know how you do that. So, I, I guess at what point, is there a point where North Metro TV becomes, I don't know if I dare use this word, insolvent, or w at what point? I mean, certainly, you know, if you can imagine if, if streaming continues on its trajectory, um, you know, there could be just the erosion of the revenues altogether. I think what we've seen is that there's a plateau, much like the people who abandon their landline. Um, all of a sudden, boom, 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 people are abandoning their landline for their cell phone, and then it flattened out, and there's just a certain percentage of people that are going to have a landline for the rest of their lives, and um, we've seen that with cable as well, is that the subscriptions have gone down and then sort of leveled off. Like, I think everyone at this point, we're far enough into the streaming era that people have made a decision whether they're streamers or whether they're <laughs> cable people, right? And I think without a major shift in the... in pricing or, you know, um, programming, I think you'll see that plateau for a while. But, boy, who knows what the future is, right? I mean, um, what we're hopeful that will happen is that Congress will wake up and say, oh, boy, either we got to do something about this or realize that these local cable access channels and stuff are going to go away. And either we got to live with that, and that's just the way it is, or we got to say, come on, streaming people, you got to pay your fair share here and enact some sort of legislation that would require anyone who's offering a streaming platform to pay the same, some sort of equivalent to the system, right? So we're hopeful that the legislature will make that, but you can hope in one hand and you know. So, so is there a projected date or time um, when we may not be able to fund this public access? I don't think is that five years away, eight years away? I think any guess would be just a, just that a Nothing guess. Nothing but a guess. Yeah. And I think what we've, we've really done is we've been proactive and, and realistic about, about it in terms of our budgeting. We budget very conservatively. We budget for our revenues to go down um, on an annual basis. The, the only reason our revenues really have been stable is because of the growth in Blaine and around uh, Alina Lakes and other places, right, where so if 50 people cut the cord, but you have, you know, 100 new homes and half of them opt into cable, well, then you're kind of a net zero, right? So we've, the growth has kind of kept us fairly stable with our income level, um, but we've diversified a lot. We've started doing sports broadcasts and charging those associations um, first, you know, the Blaine Sports Center, the big soccer complex. I think we made $22,000 or something doing um, work for them last year. So. We're doing things where you can bring your videotapes and um, stuff in and have them converted to digital. We charge people for that, making some money there. So we're diversifying our, our income stream, and that's a testament to our management to have that foresight and, and be doing those kind of things. 
whether or not there's enough other income sources out there to you know provide the same kind of income that franchise fees are paying, probably not, right? If 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 everyone cuts the cord and we just go away from cable altogether, we're going to be in some trouble. Yeah. Okay. And, and I guess um, I'm just trying to get educated on this, and I understand what's going on, um, but I I think to we, they provide a great service, right? I mean, they're here right now, and to disrupt that, I think, isn't exactly, I don't think, the right thing to do at this time, since we don't know for sure um, where we're, where we're going to be in three years. So I understand it takes time, but I don't see a point in disrupting what we have. Any comments from other cities or where other folks are thinking about or um, is there a big push for this? Is this just I mean, kind of the, a the other organization that we're specifically thinking about um, talking with has sort of the same hesitation, like, do we get into this conversation or not? And they're going through the same thing we're doing, which is kind of asking their members, is this okay to talk? Um, I would say um, I haven't, I don't know, we've really talked to too many other organizations, um, except that I think, um, is it Friendly that is has an RFP out right now? Hmm. Um, so we responded to a request for proposals from Friendly to provide similar services to them. Um, and so we kind of told them we'd love to do that, uh, but maybe you want to join up with us too, right? So there's there's opportunities to grow our organization or more organically than this as well. So we're exploring exploring that as well. Yeah, and I think on that alone, Mark, and again, as I'm sitting here, I'm learning <coughs> about this. I think before we start making rash decisions or big changes, we need to explore other options first, right? And make sure we can't continue, but there's other ways to continue with the services that we're getting now because they are very, very good. And, um, and and then my last question, when did this come up? At, was it at the last um, cable um, commission meeting? It's been a discussion behind the scenes for six months or better. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, Russ. Avery, did you have any comments? Um, yeah, I just, I was thinking about what Mark was saying with the, the growth that's been having at North Metro. I know that at least at the school, we really appreciate what they do with what he was saying, sports broadcasting. I know I watch those when they stream our games, um, my brother's games. So I think I like what you were saying about maybe waiting to see what happens because I think, well, it, the conversations are important, but it's we should also see if there's other organic growth we can do before merging. Okay. Thank you. Gary? Well, <clears throat> to say something that hasn't been said yet, I just wanted to say that uh, the biggest thing was the balance of new homes coming on and new subscribers, if you will, versus the ones, like you said, people have made up their mind pretty much that are um, <clears throat> that already have the cable options. But down the road, what is the, uh, like, Bottom line, what are they looking for? Are we looking to fund this thing? Is what, What's the projectile down the road? And yeah, I mean, I think right now we, we see the trajectory flattening out a bit, and um, like I say, it's, it's stabilized because we've got growth, and there's still a lot of growth within Blaine, Lionel Lakes, and some of the other communities that are part of this organization, Ham Lake. Um, so we think our organization is well positioned for the future because of that growth. And because of our management's proactive approach to finding other revenue sources, um, so I, I think certainly North Metro TV staff and management thinks that we are <coughs> strong 
we have a strong financial picture going forward, and that we're, for the foreseeable future, we are just fine on our own. Um, does that mean that we couldn't find some efficiencies by joining up with another organization? No. But I think there's always that, that question, too, about what are you taking on? You know, that's always the tough part about merger. There's usually going to be a winner and a loser, right? And I think our prediction is that when, it, when we start to look at this, we're going to be the winner. We're going to be the, I don't know how to say this, <laughs> we're going to be the more solvent of the two organizations when you start looking at the finances of whoever else we encounter. Because we think we're pretty strong comparatively to other organizations. You know, we're not hemorrhaging money. We're, we're breaking even every year. Um, and that we think that other organizations have been having financial struggles and that that might not be the horse to hit your wagon to. Question clarification. Is, um, this might be a naive question, but it is it established as a governmental association, or is it considered a company profit, nonprofit? What is its designation? Our organization is a JPA, much like our um, police department, the Joint Powers Agreement. So it's a pseudo governmental entity. I don't know what the other organization is. I that's a great question. So then, clarification, they couldn't, not necessarily a merger, but could they acquire? Yeah, they can acquire. I, typically, the, the cable franchises are um, joint powers agreement. They're just Minnesota municipal corporations. And so I would be surprised if they were anything different than that, but they don't make money off these things. You mm -hmm. know, they generate profit for service. But they could acquire and continue the revenue stream. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Mm -hmm. Terry? That's all I got. Terry? I guess I don't see a problem in dis discussions about what's going on. And, and it's, it's tough to make a decision when you don't have all the information available. And yeah, I know cable is going out, but um, yeah, I'm sure there's other revenue streams or other ways to fill in the gaps once. Um, or if this ever becomes something that isn't going to be be funded. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I, I held my tongue on purpose because this is something that I do not believe we should do at, at all. Uh, one of the reasons I don't agree with it is we've had a very stable CEO at North Metro TV who has done a phenomenal job over the last 20 years. And this was not something I don't want to speak for necessarily, but it wasn't something she was in support of. It wasn't something she brought forward and said, hey, this is something I think we should do. This was someone that happened to join the board <laughs> um, sometime last year and said, hey, I have this great idea. Let's do this. And personally, I don't know what I, I, I hate to sound like this, but I don't know what the motivation behind that request is. And especially hearing that that other organization may not be as well run and financially solvent as ours, it makes me very nervous. It makes me not really want to just jump ship. Some of the things Mark said, I don't <coughs> want to regurgitate, but a couple of key points that he said that really were other reasons why I was stuck on it was we're in a transition right now. She's, she's retiring and we were ready to move forward with hiring a new CEO, and now we paused. And we have these co-leaders, and 
the organization, say what you will, but co-leaders don't always work so well. It just doesn't. Um, someone has to be the head and make decisions, and we don't have that right now, and we have that instability because this issue is ahead of us. If we resolve this issue, we, we kind of stop it right now. We're able to move forward as an organization. We're able to get our feet under us, stay with our feet under us, hire a leader. And in my opinion, if that leader, after a year or two, is running the business and is doing a good job and says, hey, I'm aware of this opportunity. I've researched this. I want to bring this to you as a suggestion. Then I want to listen to that. But I don't necessarily just want to make a major, major decision based on a whelm of someone like that. That makes me very nervous, and I was not in favor of it. And I will also share, <laughs> Mark said this has been talked about for six months. As a board member, I heard about it in September. And when I heard about it in September, we heard about it saying, hey, by the way, our council is going to be talking about this next week. Didn't like that so much. Because right. um, to me, I'm saying, hey, I understand Blaine's the biggest city, and that's, I'm not saying anything controversial. They're, they're the biggest city, but we're equal members. And I don't like it being backdoored at us. We should all be at the table to have that conversation. We're now having this conversation after the Blaine Council has ratified this. Doesn't feel right to me. Those are my statements. We can, I, it doesn't have to change your votes or your thoughts at all, but that's how I feel. So I, I am very much not in support of having these merger talks. I would like to move forward with um, hiring a new CEO and stabilizing North Metro TV because it does a phenomenal job for us, even with the slight glitches we may have now and then with our broadcast. <laughs> so. <laughs> Nothing recent, right? Nothing recent. Nothing this year. I, I guess I, with with your, Mr. Mayor, with your, yes, your comments, um, of course, I'm still fairly new as to what's going on. You're an old timer. Yeah, if it was something that was that was backdoored, I mean, yeah, that doesn't doesn't sound right. I mean, just coming in and reading the, the packet and stuff and looking at the inf information, it sounds like it's been kind of an open deal. Yeah. And yeah, if it's if it's not Yeah, and Mr. Mayor, one other comment and that's I, I would echo what you're saying and that's the point why I brought up that timing of this because I don't understand this seems to be a fairly significant decision we're being asked to make and it gets put on on the agenda with kind of limited information and, and all of a sudden we're going to have to make a big decision on this and then why haven't we had discussions on this for the past eight months because it's kind of a big deal especially knowing this person was going to be retiring and and I sat on one of those meetings last year none of this was ever talked about um, so I, I don't understand it and um, yeah so they're the largest city in Anoka County that's that's you know that's okay and I understand the point of discussion, but it just seems like this is just, I mean, this is bam, you know. I don't know. It's uh, kind of like walking out of a 90-degree <coughs> room out when it's 30 below outside and you only got a T-shirt on. So I, I just don't, it hit pretty hard to me. I don't quite understand what all this is coming about. But I get it, but don't get it, but thank you for saying what you said because I would agree.
You guys know I normally don't get that passionate about stuff. I'm usually pretty mellow, but that one didn't make me feel that great. So, just wanted to share that. I'm still going to disagree. That's okay. That's fine. Like, I, the damage at this point of having these discussions is really already done. The pain of the, that the association's already feeling, the current in place, that's done. Um, and so, if nothing else, this has probably stimulated a lot of thought, thought process and changes for the future that needed to happen anyway, and I'd rather be doing it as a foresight than an urgent problem. Okay. All right. Well, the, the packet actually leaves it open for a vote either way. So I would entertain a motion at this time for whichever way the council would like to go. Um, Mr. Mayor, let me... Yeah, that's what I want to read off the board. Yeah, I know how to read that too. So, um, can you scroll down just a little bit there, Mark? So, I I would um, make motion to communicate to the North Metro TV board that Centerville is not interested in engaging in conversation with the local Access TV networks about consolidation. All right, we have a motion. Do we have a second? I would second that. We have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? All right. Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed by the same sign? Aye. Okay. All right. That makes it a two, two no. Three, two. Three, two. Three, two. I'm, I'm, I'm an aye. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> I, I didn't even count myself that time. All right. So three, two, the motion carries. Thank you all. All right. Moving on to new business item number five. I did not write down exactly what that was. Yeah, so Mayor, uh, fairly simple. Um, I think uh, <laughs> Councilman Murkowski and others yeah. have, have um, talked about for, for quite some time, you know, and we've, we've had some discussions in the past about sort of enhanced community engagement on larger projects. And um, I, I think specifically we want to talk about the Lalan project, but I want to have this conversation in a larger context too. I know we've, we've had this conversation before, but I don't know if we ever really came to a conclusion and that is just um, when we have these things that are really impactful to our city, don't have anything anywhere along the scope of a 110-unit apartment building in town. Um, the nearest thing we have is a 55-unit, uh, two-story senior complex. You know, so this is this project as proposed would be impactful to the city in the, in the fact that it would be something very new for us. So um, it may make sense to do more than what is required by the law for public hearings. Um, and have some sort of open house or town hall or however you want to phrase it. And I think the general consensus from both the developer and myself, uh, city staff, and, um, and others I've spoken with is just that maybe sooner rather than later would be good, which is why I added it to this agenda. Um, so thinking in terms of um, maybe just a weekday week evening uh, type meeting um, where we just uh, either have an open house where people can come in and have casual conversations about the project, can get some one-on-one -on -one time with people to explain things, or we do a little, you know, open house with a, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock uh, presentation and questions afterwards, uh, you know, have some cookies and uh, treats and, and invite people in. Um, so just asking the council if they would like to um, entertain uh, a meeting of that sort. Okay. For the Lalonde project. Thank you. Ray? 
uh, completely in support of that. So I think that that is a, a wise choice. Ross, I think I know. Yeah, what Mr. Mayor, I think you know my position on this one, and I, I think it's important that we, you know, it's one of our goals, right? Um, community engagement and full disclosure on things, and and with all due respect to the property owner and developers. Um, I certainly don't want to have them get into a big financial commitment on this and then um, it doesn't go as they may see it um, going in the future. So I'd rather do this now and sooner and get folks talking about it before we get so far down the path that we can't undo anything or that the developers and, and parties involved have so much of a financial commitment to it. So. And, and the big part of it to me is too is the TIF portion of it, and I think TIF is not always understood. Um, I'm not necessarily. It's been I've said it before publicly. I'll say it again. I'm not a big fan of TIF for certain situations. I would understand it more if it was a blighted property. This is not. Um, so, asking folks to pay for things um, I, that you know it's hard to show the benefit if, if for what they invest into it but it's part of our community and I want to have an open mind on this um, even though I may not always be a big supporter of TIF I still want to have an open mind I want to learn what this would do for the community and how it would help us because I think there could be a benefit here and I just want to make sure folks have an opportunity because we've heard it so much in the past they never had an opportunity to hear or learn or make public comment about a project. And I don't want to hear that anymore. So this, to me, is a good way to do it, kind of like the county did with um, 20th Avenue out here, and they had those public forum meetings, and that's kind of what I had in mind. So thank you, Mr. Mayor. All right, thank you. Here? A couple things. <clears throat> is this project still got interest of the sellers and the developers oh, yeah. still? Yeah, it does. Okay, well, I mean, we need to have that clarified because if we get this meeting, that's going to cause probably a lot of uh, questions, I imagine. And if we do, I, 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 I do like the idea of the meeting, but I like the idea of having more of a scheduled workshop with that person that spoke about TIF because I'm on the same fence, I believe, as uh, Mr. Russ there about TIF is, is there's things that I still have questions on and the benefits of the long term, even though when we um, initially talked about it, we shortened up the TIF, TIF gap, gap, if you will, uh, lower years and set a dollar amount presence. And I don't know if that wins for us or not. I just know that uh, it's a shorter commitment so, I, and I don't think with that short commitment time and the dollar amount that we've gone through with the project they are proposing puts us at danger, I feel. But, I mean, we got a lot of people to convince, you know, that that TIF project is, is uh, a thumbs up. And I think if we do this meeting, have any <clears throat> more of a structured workshop and maybe a maybe uh, some sheets drawn up with the scenario of how the TIF works and you know what's what to try and spell it out for people that are interested in partaking in this uh, project or not um, would be the way to go. Okay. Thank you. 
Terry? Mr. Mayor, I think when we had this discussion last time about the TIF, um, I had commented that I, years ago, was part of a similar discussion. And the areas that we had talked about back then about um, running a TIF are still undeveloped 22 years later. Um, I think <clears throat> for Centerville, as a city the way it is, being surrounded by Lionel Lakes and having much larger cities basically all around us, that for us to get some nice development, something that would be an asset to the community, um, we're probably going to have to look very seriously at TIF. Um, and again, it's, it's something that a lot of people don't understand, having myself gone through it once before. We're not losing any money and nobody, nobody in town is paying for this development. It's and actually, it's in a sense paying for its, itself. Uh, the city continues to get the same tax revenues and the same income for the length of TIF that it's currently getting, and it's getting an asset to the community. I, something like this, I'm, I'm for it. I think there's not much else you're going to be able to do with that property. It's got such a large drop-off going down to the lake from the top down there that I understand also being in the construction industry, I understand that there's ex excessive costs that are going to be involved in moving the dirt and, and building this. Um, so I understand why they're asking for TIF. I think we should have a public meeting, public get-together, whatever you want to call it. The developer should bring lots of sketches, show what they've pictures of what they've done in the past and other like they, the, the examples that they talked about in, in Delano where they built one and they were going to do another one in five years. Well, they had to move it up to three years because it was such a success. Okay. The other explanation is this is not a low income development. This is a high income right. development. It's meant to be an asset to the community. Not that low income isn't an asset to the community. No. Um, but, um, Pictures are worth a thousand words. The more pictures they can bring, sketches of how they're going to set it up and how they're going to make it look to fit in our community would be a huge asset. Um, I would, once you get the feel of the public, then sit down and have the discussions. Okay, thank you. Avery? Yeah, I fully in support of more community engagement on it. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not afraid of community engagement. I think, yeah, let's have a community meeting. Is my understanding, though, when we brought this up initially, the developer said, absolutely, we plan to do that. So has their plan stopped and we're now taking it over? No, or what no, does that look like? Not at all, not at all. Um, yeah, I, I think whether, if, if, if we didn't ask them to or tell them we are going to do it, would they voluntarily do this maybe um, but they're they're fully in support of us doing it uh, we just met yesterday and talked through it and they're like yeah we do it all the time but no big deal let's let's get it done and, and they want to do it early too I think because they you know to Russ's point they don't want to get all the way down the line and have the angry mob come and you know uh, shut them down right so um, I, I, I think the sooner the better and um, it's always a, I always go through this every time we have a project like a street project or something 
do you come early with no information but give people an early chance to give input, or do you come at the end with all the information but then it's too late to give <laughs> And so I think it's always a balance between, you don't want to come with a, I mean, right now I feel bad even because we put some stuff on the, on the, on the website for people to build a comment if you want to start to engage people. But the sketch on there shows the Westview Street going all the way through to Main Street, and that's not correct. <laughs> so I've got bad info. You know, I feel bad about having bad information out there, right? But at the same time, I want to get information out as soon as we can, right? And so um, it's a balance, always, between getting it right and being early enough. So it's I, I I wanted to put this question up to you now because I think waiting till the next meeting cycle and then getting something scheduled, we're at the end of. February by that time, and now we're now now they've got two months worth of their engineer doing stuff and making plans and all that kind of stuff, and so I think it's it's important to do this soon if we're going to do it. So the next question I would have is, what kind of interest have we seen? I mean, it's in your it's in your report, it's out there on the yep. website. I mean, are we talking a few years back where we had to go to St. Jens and, and order uh, the Paris Center up? Are we talking yeah. city halls open and we're going to have a few people here? Good good question. I've spoken personally with two individuals that are neighboring properties um, in the last week that have contacted me. Um, you know, one of them made comments that, oh, you know, the whole development uh, is interested in this development or, you know, has concerns or whatever. Now, is that really true? Uh, the whole development, I don't know. But um, so, yeah, it's very hard to know whether there's going to be five people show up or 500. I, I don't know. Um, we probably could look at an alternative location. As you know, we don't have a lot of great options. It's it's <laughs> this or St. Jen's, and it's kind of nothing in between. Um, uh, so we can think about that. I, I, my my only hesitation with Mr. Mosier's um, ask of a sort of a formal presentation is that it tends to be more us talking to them and not listening enough. And there also tends to be a little bit of um, group dynamics that go on where you, where you don't, people get intimidated sometimes when the, when the group starts going one way, someone who has a different opinion gets a little intimidated to speak up. And, um, and when we have more of an open house setting, generally the tenor is a little bit more congenial and, and um, relaxed and people can get their you know, true feelings out and, um, you know, kind of gives us an opportunity to just have, uh, as you saw with that highway um, project, they had some nice little um, things set up where people put marbles in different buckets to what, what their concerns are, you know, um, some different activities like that and, and just more opportunity for that one-on-one -on -one conversation, which I think is better than me or the developer lecturing people and then asking them to respond. Um, I think we certainly could have information on TIP and, and could even have our TIP consultant here to answer questions specific to TIP, but I don't know about a formal presentation and whether or not that's the right way to go. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to lean on you and the developer to come up sure. with the best options for us and you know get a feel for what the public needs. Again, having an information meeting, allowing people to come in and share information is always a good thing and that's always an open thing to the public anyway I mean there is no time where people can't reach out and tell us I, I think Darren's idea though was it's not so much that people are scared to tell us what they're thinking 
is the misinformation or maybe what they don't know. Yeah. So that's where the presentation comes in because it allows us to say, hey, like Terry just did, here are the things that you might be thinking, but that's not quite accurate. Here's what it really is. And, and, and who knows, we may get there anyway because someone comes up and says, hey, why should we pay for this? Yeah. Then you're able to answer the question the same way you just did. Well, actually, you're not. We're taking taxes from them and just not, and we're giving them back. We're not taking them and putting them right. in our pocket. So you get there both ways, you know, and if the person ever asks a question, but maybe hear someone else ask it and gets their answer, then they're okay as well. So I, I, I'm going to lean on staff. I think I've heard, I don't know if you wanted a vote or if this was just discussion. I mean, if we're to have general consensus, that's enough, I think. Yeah, I, I heard everyone say we we're perfectly fine with setting it up, so I think we should move forward with it. Okay. All right. Anyone else have any comments or questions? Uh, one clarification I could ask. This is what came up in the last time we discussed this sort of thing. Are we doing mail notices to a certain radius of people? Are we going to just publish it on social media and in the paper maybe? And Okay. I, I won't just share my opinion. I, I had an opinion, but um, anyway, I have any thoughts, right? What is our precedent? Our precedent, and this is kind of where we ended up on the last time we discussed this, was that the law says when there's a true public hearing for an application, you mail it to 350 feet from the site and no further and no less. Um, and that has been our precedent. Um, I think that can be a narrow, you know, for instance, the development to the north, not everyone in that development will get a postcard. And that will leave people thinking, why did my neighbor get a postcard and I didn't, you know? Um, but it begs the question, well, <coughs> why not the next neighbor? Yeah, why not the neighbor over here? And someone's gonna feel left out at some point and, and you're sort of making arbitrary decisions about who we're mailing it to. Um, maybe I'm overcomplicating it, but it, <laughs> that's but that's my question. Or is an announcement in the <coughs> the report that everyone gets in right. the entire city every month is that not sufficient? I, I think in the days of social media too, I think everyone's gonna the word will get out on something like on this, and I I, I would hope that we can promote it enough via all of our all platforms, as we like to say, um, we'll put it on the reader board outside. We'll, you know, do all that kind of stuff, and I think we can get enough without a postcard. Avery, what are your thoughts? Should we send mail? I mean, I know that most of the parents and people living here probably don't follow the social media, so the mail would be helpful. But mm. if it's already going out in the Mail. In the mail. <laughs> I don't know that a separate postcard is entirely necessary. Well, well, we, to be on, to be clear though, we, we did just miss the deadline for the, the packet. The um, newsletter that went with your utility bill is already gone. Right. So now there is information about this development okay. in there, but it did not say we're going to have a public meeting. Um, so, and that it'll be two more months before we put another newsletter out. Now we do send out the bi-weekly email blast. Now, not everybody in the city has signed up for that, but there's, I don't know, 200 some people signed up for it, so it's a good chunk of the city. These are always tough decisions. Okay. Russ, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think um, using social media, do we have to send anything out and abide by that 350 feet rule? <coughs> I don't think so, because technically this isn't a public hearing, no, right? No. So. 
but I think using the tools we have, <coughs> reader boards, social media websites, um, maybe put a blurb in the newspaper, I'd be okay with putting something out in the newspaper and do what we can and hopefully um, word of mouth too will get people and, and it's not just people who live there, I really <coughs> like to hear from people who live on the south side of town or the north side of town, it's, it's input from everyone and, and my view is the city is the people, the people are the city. And, and that's who I work for. So you folks live in this city, that's I work for you. And so this is important to me to know what everybody thinks. Um, so, yeah, I don't think we have to do, get too carried away, but something in the newspaper, social media, read a board, that kind of thing, anything we can put out in, in uh, um, you know, the news, newsletters out, but anything like that that we can do I think is adequate. So we're making an effort here. Okay. Yeah. I I pretty much agree with what Russ just said as well. <clears throat> just use the sources that we have then and follow the normal protocol and maybe do a little extra, but... <clears throat> I think we need to yeah, involve the entire city, not just the neighborhood. Get input from everybody because it's going to be... it's Everybody's going to see it if it sure. goes forward. So and if they weren't involved or didn't know about it coming, then, then you're going to hear about it. So would you, would you mail something to everyone, or what would you do? I think, um, I mean, for years I've been amazed how many people watch the council meeting. <laughs> so um, it's, it's going to get out this way. I mean, not an exact date, but um, I think just the social media, the reader board. Um, I, I, I know for a fact I'll get questions this weekend while we're at our Alliance convention and stuff like that too. So uh, I think... All we gotta do is just set the date that we want to do it, and that the developer is available, and use every everything we have available. I I think back to what the county did with twentieth. Um, I don't think I ever got anything in the mail, but I saw it a lot. They, they, they did mail. Well, it, was, but it was a radius around the. So like, Ray may have gotten one, and her neighbor just to the west probably didn't. Okay. Um, I did get one. He would have gotten. Did. Yeah. 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 Because they're not that far away from 20th Avenue, right? But well, I'll say it this way: I I didn't get a postcard, and if I did, I thought it was junk mail. But I knew about it. I knew about it plenty, and the way I knew about it was because it got blasted over and over and over and over again. I know we don't have the same staff as the county, but if we put it on Facebook two, three, four, five days in a row, and then we say, "Oh, and by the way, tomorrow the day is," you know, you need to show up if you want to say something, or and we put it on Twitter, and we put it on a reader board, and we send it out via email. People are going to get it. And really, what makes people recognize it is that third time they hear about it, generally. Hey, okay, they keep saying something about this. Maybe it's something I do need to pay attention to. Or I got one postcard. What's the county doing? Time for this. Right? So uh, I, I am not in favor of spending money for postage, I mailed out Christmas cards this year, and it's expensive. <laughs> so um, that's why I asked, was the developer going to do it? Because I'm like, hey, if we can keep costs down, it doesn't cost us anything to post on social media. We're already paying those costs. I, I think it's fine. We just need to blast it a little bit more. Okay. Thank you. Does that help? All right. All right. That, I believe, is, is the end of our... Um, agenda items, so we're going to move into administrator and council updates. Administrator Stiles. Um, Mr. Mayor, I would just uh, stand for any questions on our uh, bi-weekly administrator's report that gets blasted out to 200 some homes. 
I, I would, Mark, if you could just give a kind of a brief synopsis. I think that's sure. always helpful and sure. beneficial. Uh, thank you to uh, new Planning Commissioner Don Kalina. Um, she uh, jumped right in with two feet and made some nice comments on the concept plan that we saw for the Lalonde property. Did a great job, and um, we are still looking for another Planning Commissioner or two. And um, so I, I made sure to mention <laughs> to the folks that I talked with in the neighboring uh, um, development about the Lalonde property. I said, you know, we do have uh, positions on our NFL. Sure, we'll get your comments heard <laughs> if you join the Planning Commission. So um, I'm trying to promote that as much as I can, but we, we do have spots on the Planning Commission. So, um, and one spot on the Parks Commission still as well. So thank you to anyone who and everyone who is um, interested in joining. Uh, the name of snowplow contest has been extended again, and um, kind of because we don't have any snow, so we thought well, let's just keep it open. And, uh, no, we're still looking for for some um, interesting ideas. Yes, sir. Uh, the actually said at the Park and Rec meeting that there was a problem with the uh, um, QR code. Yeah, the QR code. They All said right. that uh, there were a bunch of people that tried to use it and enter the contest, but were unable to do that. Uh -huh. So technical difficulty. That was we'll the other thing. Up. I think that, I think they got two entries. All right. Well. <laughs> Sure to try to correct that. Well, I thought they had already done that. There, oh, they, okay. were, they were they were going to do that, and at the last meeting they had talked about it. I so they're you. going to get it corrected. I'm not sure if it has been or not. But I bet you someone will take a picture of that thing right now and tell me if it's work, still working or not. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor's the mayor's doing it. Nice, very good. Uh, we got a nice picture here of our parks chair uh, committee member um, with um, Mr. Bill Capon, who. Um, I'm sorry, this is not Mr. Capon, this is um, Mr. Boner and, and his um, couple other folks that have donated and put a bench in Eagle Park. So thanks to the community who really, this is really just one of those nice examples of a community-led initiative. Someone said, you know, we should have a bench here. A couple people came forward and said, let me help you pay for that. So really cool um, partnership there. Annual skate night has been bumped back a week due to uh, the warm temperatures. Obviously, this weekend it's going to get cold, and we're hopeful that we can get some ice. And maybe about in a week or so, we will have skatable ice in Lamont Park, we're hoping. So um, our crews are going to be um, double shifting here to try to get that built up for the skate night. Um, the corridor study is moving along. We, we do have another um, meeting set up for that. Um, so we're gonna, next step is you're going to see some actual geometric designs of the, the road and, and different intersections of what those might look like. So turn lanes, roundabout signals, all that kind of stuff will be, uh, medians, uh, all that kind of stuff will be laid out and with a, a couple options probably for each uh, intersection. So that will be coming in the next month or so. Look for more information on social media and all other platforms to uh, find the next opportunity to give input on that. Great news uh, on the grant front for Centerville Lake. We have a close to a million dollar grant that has been um, allocated for us to, or for the Rice Watershed District to manage a project where we would um, treat Centerville Lake with alum, which is a chemical that binds to phosphorus and then settles out to the bottom of the lake and stays there for hopefully 20 years or so. And um, so it's a, it's a great fix for what the problem that Central Lake has with uh, too much phosphorus and has caused those algae blooms and those kind of, kind of things um, in recent years. It, I know it doesn't feel great to everybody to like just sequester that stuff at the bottom of the lake and for it only to come back 20 years from now, but I, 
I've really come around to the idea that, you know, when you build a rain garden or you build a this or that, the lifespan isn't much longer than 20 years on those things either, right? So um, I, I tend to think in terms of uh, infrastructure doesn't always isn't always a hundred year infrastructure either, right? It's it can be 20, 30, 40 years, and so for a million dollars of someone else's not someone else's money. Remember what Mr. King would always remind us of that. Um, some other agency's money. Um, this is a heck of a deal, and if we could do this once every 20 years for a million bucks, we we just keep doing it, and it would be a great. Um, it'd be more cost effective than any other solution. So, um, the Commerce Drive truck parking that we all went through is the signs are up and the stripes have been striped, and uh, haven't seen that we've had any takers yet on that, but. Um, that is available for folks. The governor was uh, near our border, uh, just down on Burst Street at the fire station in Lina Lakes there a couple of weeks ago, and our police chief pictured here was able to give uh, a little address and um, thank uh, the governor and Senator Gustafson for their work on getting our public safety um, dollars through um, some legislation at the last session. So a nice opportunity for us to have uh, an audience with the governor. Um, our public safety folks did a great job getting out in the community over the holidays. A number of different, this is just one example of some of the things that uh, our, our folks have been out doing, but if you keep up with them on Facebook, you know that they've done a lot of nice nice work in our community over the holidays. Uh, our, our community also repays those by doing nice things for us, and so the, the scouts brought our firefighters some, some nice treats, and um, even got a donation of uh, uh, to the food shelf, not of person food, but of dog food, which was uh, apparently is a, a new thing that people are asking for. So that uh, if you've seen some of the ads on TV, you know, it helps families stay together. So uh, I do think it's a pretty cool little initiative that we're, we're going through. So. Uh, greatest form of flattery. Central storage, um, excuse me, the max storage I wanted to highlight is um, open for business now and I've got a lease up sign out there and I know that they've got a couple interested parties so if um, anyone's looking for um, larger storage space or a spot to um, run a small business out of um, in terms of like a, a shop for a plumber or electrician, um, it's a great opportunity to do that uh, right on Fairview and 20th there. Uh, would like to add something yes, I spoke with uh, one of the owners from Max Storage yesterday, and so they're going to keep us posted about it. Uh, ribbon cutting. They have three of their five bays rented, uh, and there will be a half-page ad in the uh, newspaper soon, and they'll also be participating in our center stage program. So very soon we'll have a lot more marketing help for them. Did you say there was five bays total to rent Eight. out? Eight. Okay. I believe I believe they're gonna keep one for themselves, so to speak. Oh. But um, yeah, there are eight bays total. Oh. And then that's building one. There's two buildings planned. So once they lease up the first building, they'll probably next, hopefully next summer, they'll be uh, constructing the second building. Same size. Same size. Yeah. Uh, 1687 Westview Street, or the Lalonde property, as it's um, sometimes known. Um, we talked a lot about it just recently, but. Uh, this is the sketch that I wanted to point out again. Westview Street does not is not planned to go all the way through. It, it plans to dead end at the parking lot there. Um, obviously, where uh, we've come down 
the hill in, to get to this uh, area here where you would then get into the underground parking that is going to be would be tucked underneath the uh, apartment building. And then just to, again, clarify, and I, I know I did this um, in a number of different spots, but I just want to clarify this is nothing that is planned. Uh, this is just a dream, and um, we've not talked with those homeowners. Uh, they may live there for another 50 years. We don't know, and we don't uh, presume that anyone uh, would even be willing to build this. We just, uh, this is a, a, what we call a ghost plat to sort of imagine what this would look like at, at a full build out, a full redevelopment where, um, and it, the, the purpose of it is to make sure you don't paint yourself in a corner, right? To make sure that your the development that you're proposing doesn't hinder future development of other pieces of property. And so um, this is something that has been imagined there. Community engagement section of this. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Amazon Fulfillment Center. I want to just address that we did have some issues with uh, Amazon vans and, and, and uh, employee vehicles spilling out onto Fairview, which was designated no parking, but we hadn't gotten signs up yet. We now have the signs up. People are now abiding by those signs. We haven't had parking issues for the last few days on, on uh, Fairview, um, and we're still working with Amazon. I know that they are still. Um, stretch for space and uh, have a need for more parking. I, I believe they have off-site parking now that they're renting um, in the in the region to help with that. But um, business is booming apparently. So. Yes. Um, yeah, I just wanted to point out again the, some of the community engagement things we're doing, um, as we just talked about. Community engagement is one of our goals, and we're working towards trying to make as many efforts as we can. But I want to emphasize that we are doing quite a bit already. Right? We're um, got a website that's you know getting a couple thousand users a, a month um, got uh, our featured items on the website that you see here um, we're updating those on a very regular basis but our, our goal is to have um, at least one new thing each week if not more um, and we've got some things already pre-programmed out so that we make sure that we stay ahead of that um, the reader board is a title for it, but the digital board out here that we have on our sign, um, you know, 11,000 cars a day drive past that, so it's, it's certainly a great uh, avenue for people to, to see uh, information. And then our social media accounts continue to just perform very well. Um, as you see, we got some incredible numbers on Twitter um, for the Cougar um, Football Championship video, um, a couple thousand uh, hits on Twitter um, for some of those things, so um, yeah, and then community e and business email list that we maintain are, are going out uh, on a pretty regular basis as well. So, any other questions? Okay. Any questions or comments for Minister Stats? All right. Anything for us at the here? Yeah, just wanted to remind everybody about February 3rd is the date of the council retreat. Um, we are going to have the meeting at the Anika room in Hugo at their city hall. And the time is from 8 to 1. 6.30, you said? To 1? <laughs> uh, 6.30 to 1. <laughs> yeah, 8 to 1. 8 to 1. All right, thank you. Terry? Any reports? All right, Darren? Yeah. All right, Russ? Yeah, I got a couple of items I would like to share. Um, first of all, Mark, um, thank you for pointing that out in your administrator report on the library and some of the uh, um, events and, and whatnot that they're adding. 
I think that is great. The library is a great resource, and I think it's just wonderful. They're doing things, of course, for uh, um, persons of special needs and the children and everything. I just think that's a great thing that they do. So thank you for pointing that out. Um, <clears throat> uh, planning and zoning, we had a meeting on the 2nd, and uh, Mark mentioned we uh, swore in our newest uh, member, and that's Don Kalina. Um, we swore in also a new chair, which is John Kruger, and DJ Olson will be the de deputy chair. Uh, I want to say a thank you to Les Kuyper. He was our previous chair of that uh, planning and zoning, and he has moved out of the city of Centerville and, and unfortunately had to resign. So we want to say thank you to him for everything he has done and brought to that commission. He did a very, very, very fine job. So. Um, uh, the, the big discussion on planning and zoning, of course, as Mark mentioned, was the lawn, lawn property and the redevelopment there. And I think there's going to be a lot of good discussion to come out of that group. Um, it is a very good group, and uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of good uh, things yet to come from them. And we haven't really met since um, the holidays, but as Mark pointed out, there was a lot of good things done by our... Um, public safety folks and fire and police and whatnot and uh, all good stuff around the holidays. I did want to mention I attended the city, Anoka County City officials meeting. That was early December. I think we haven't had a meeting since then, I don't think, but if you want to hear what happened there, I'd be more than happy to discuss it. Yesterday, January 9th was 2024, um, National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, so I just want to um, throw that out there and say thank you to our folks and law enforcement people and uh, they do Centennial Lakes Police do just such a great job and not just them of course but um, all of our um, public safety folks uh, those on fire and our folks that serve in the military as well so but thank you to all those in uniform and bring so much to our community and I think that was all that I had. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Mr. Mayor, if I could interrupt, just because yes, uh, Mr. Cosby brought something up that uh, triggered something for me. Um, on the Anoka County Government Officials Meeting, which is a quarterly meeting that um, all of you are invited to, um, has been rescheduled, uh, I believe pushed back one day uh, to uh, January 30th. You'll see some information coming out on that, and I would encourage you to... Um, let me know if you want to attend that, and we get you RSVP'd. And um, so it's it's all elected officials from cities throughout the county get together just for some conversation about various topics. And I know the mayor has put a few topics forward that they're planning to address at that meeting. So oh, it'd be, nice <laughs> be nice for one of us to get out, attend at least. So um, anyway, that that meeting should be uh, information on that meeting should be coming up. So keep uh, pay attention to your city email. I don't know what the topics were anymore. But I'm sure I was. Very thoughtful. All right, thank you. Ray? Good. Avery? Would you, I'm assuming you would like updates about the school. Whatever updates you would like to give, generally it's about the school, but. Um, I can say we have finals coming up next week, pretty okay. soon. Um, obviously we just got back from winter break, so there hasn't been that much happening yet, but Centennial Mock Trial had our first round of competitions last night at the Ramsey County Courthouse. We're still waiting on results for that. And um, Centennial NHS is having their induction next week also. 
That's all I had, other than I could say lacrosse. Centennial lacrosse is starting up practices soon, winter practices. But yeah. All right, thank you. All right, that um, brings it down to me. I have the distinct honor of announcing the basketball game this Friday, the boys' basketball game. So I will be over at the high school doing that. So looking forward to that opportunity. I do have some notes from our latest North Metro TV meeting. Uh, I will try to give the Cliff Notes version of this Cliff Notes version. Um, in SPAN, NSPN TV, um, who we partnered with to broadcast the games for all of the various high schools and other sports, um, has been very popular and it has um, enabled us to actually um, get a, a deal with the National Sports Center that earned uh, North Metro TV another $11,000. So, in span has been going really, really well. Um, city meetings are in podcasts right now, so people can actually download us after we finish talking tonight. And believe it or not, it's been very popular. There's been over 157 downloads from October to November. So I don't know what we're saying that's so popular, but people want to listen to us while, while they drive, so I think that's pretty cool. Uh, North Metro TV is providing transcripts city meetings for those cities that want them so I think that's a another cool um, opportunity for us to utilize let's see we did not have any candidates last year so I'll skip over that one I'll skip over that one as I noted earlier Heidi Arnson is um, resigning I don't know why it was a letter of resignation she's retiring she probably just didn't want to say retire but she is um, stepping down at North Petro TV and just want to publicly thank her for everything that she did and the incredible job she's done with making North Metro TV what it is right now. Um, we talked about the the opportunity to maybe join another Metro TV station, so that's okay. Um, Danica Patrick and Eric Houston were introduced as co-interim, co-executive directors. So um, we'll see how that goes along. Their job descriptions and compensation and all those things were approved. So they will step into the role. When is Heidi's actually last day? Ah, uh, gosh. Soon. 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 <laughs> yeah. Probably the end of the month or something like that. I don't know if it's that long, though. Okay. All right. Good enough. Um, as Mark mentioned, um, the city of Fridley has come to North Metro TV and asked for an RFP. And in response to the RFP, we said, sure, we'll give you an RFP, but what do you think about actually joining us? So um, that's another opportunity for us, I think. If we take over the world, those other cities that are maybe a part of that, uh, never mind, I'll say that. <laughs> um, and it says here, the commission was a part of a consortium that urged the FCC to repeal the mixed-use rule and amend the in-kind rule. That's a lot of stuff that's way over my head. That's why Heidi puts down at the bottom, if you have extra questions, call her, because I would not be able to tell you exactly what that is. And Kurt's not even looking up like, yeah, I got that. So um, not many of us in the room unless we have some FCC. <laughs> nope, no experts. All right. So with that, I did just want to take a couple of minutes to say thank you to Don Kalina again for joining PNZ. Thank you to, I, I hope I don't butcher these names too bad, Mr. Quaintance and Mr. Capon, Capon, um, for their donations towards the park bench in Eagle Park. I look forward to going out there sitting on it and saying, yep, the, the public donated this. That's pretty cool. I want to say thank you to Junior Council Member Rowan Shaw for last year. 
And thank you and welcome to Junior Council Member Avery Sauber to your first meeting. Great job tonight. Um, thank you to each one of the council members for donating your time and your talent. Donate might, be, might not be the right word, but when you get the taxes off of what we get paid, it's pretty close to a donation. So <laughs> I just want to say thank you guys for everything that you do. The city would not be what it is without you. Um, thank you to our wonderful and dedicated staff. Without you guys um, really caring about what we do, it could be easy for us to say, boy, we have this vision and have it fall flat. So thank you for that and thank you for your leadership. And then you know, finally just saying 2023 was a great year with a lot of accomplishments and surprises. But I'm looking forward to a marvelous 2024. So with that, we are going to recess the regular meeting. Um, we're going to take some time to sign the students' forms for them. Any of the five of us sitting here can do that for you. We're glad that you're able to come out tonight and catch a short meeting. Um, and I have to read this preamble before we recess. Meeting is closed pursuant to Minnesota statute, state statute section 13D.05, subdivision 3A, to evaluate the performance of an individual subject to the city council's authority. So with that, thank you all. God bless. And we will recess for five to ten minutes here. Why don't we say ten to allow the council chambers to clear.